And we are back. Uh, welcome to a Strange, Strange World. This is actually our first quarantine episode. Oddly enough, we did one about uh, strange diseases and plagues to kick us off into the quarantine, not realizing that it was going to last quite this long. Uh, my co-host, Quan Marilanda, uh, and I have not been able to physically get together. We will be bringing him back for future episodes. In the meanwhile, I have Sean the Voice Luke. Sean Patrick Luke? Yeah. How do you want to be introduced? Uh, just call me Dan. Okay, so Dan is on the episode today. <laughs> and uh, because it's a quarantine uh, episode and we are not in the studio, we can go ahead and drink heading into the show. So this is going to go splendidly. Bottoms up. Hmm. Now, to go ahead and give things a kickoff, uh, since flights are somewhat questionable these days, mm -hmm. let's go ahead and make them more questionable. All right. I decided to look up some of the strangest things that we have found on about, or that we I was able to find, about people trying to sneak onto planes. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the first stories uh, involves three men traveling to Dubai. Okay. They're going from the Indira Gandhi International Airport in New Delhi, and they tried to smuggle in a rare exotic uh, species of monkey. Okay. Uh, which was found in one of the undergarments of the accused. I mean, where else are you going to put a monkey? So it makes sense. I mean, if I'm going to stow away a monkey, yeah. it's got to go in my underwear. Undergarments. Otherwise, the story is just going to be weird. I mean, yeah, there's never been a story of a monkey tearing up for his testicles, so why not put it there? <laughs> Well, it's like, the thing is, is like, if you get found by the, by the cops or the feds, you know, it's saying like, oh, they found the monkey in my handbag or my suitcase. That just doesn't make for a good story. <laughs> but if you say, all right, so the monkey was hidden in my underwear. Now you've got everybody's attention. Yep. If you're going to go, go big or go home. Uh, apparently the second one involved an airport in New Jersey where a man from Guatemala uh, tried to... <laughs> Hide three pounds of cocaine in a basket of cookies. I mean, are you even allowed to bring cookies onto a plane? I, I, I've never, I, I've actually never flown before. I uh, really don't know any protocols. Well, I, okay, so airport security, they would probably stop you. Yeah. But if you had it in your luggage, sure. Like if you checked the bag. Yeah, but, but okay, so you're you're taking it to an airplane. Don't you think that? Even, like, a plate of cookies would send the fucking dog nuts, essentially. If they check it. So sure. that's the thing. You, if you're, I don't know, for everybody at home that's trying to smuggle something onto an airplane. Right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll tell you how to do it properly. Right. They only check X number of bags. Okay. They don't check every single bag. They don't mm. have time. Um, so basically, you're rolling the dice. Uh, if you're trying to smuggle something onto a plane. I have had open bottles of liquor okay. that you're not allowed to bring with you onto planes. Okay. Can we please pause? Why? Why did I have the open bottles of liquor? Yes. Uh, it was a very nice bottle of bourbon or scotch. I don't remember which now. Probably gotcha. because it was that good. Okay. And the I didn't want to leave it behind. Okay. So fair. I brought it with me. But I checked it. Okay. Um, and they let me take it with me. Well, no, they didn't. They didn't find it one time, and then another time they did. So I really did like fifty-fifty shot. Like nice. one time they caught me, one time they didn't. And when they brought it out, they're like, "Okay, the sealed bottles you can take with you. But the open this bottles. one that's open, that's got to go." Yeah, just say it's out. That's manufactured. I was like, "Can I finish it here?" <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, so 
Yeah, that's um, I've had I've actually had some interesting uh, adventures with airport security over the years. Start. It usually involves alcohol, though. I mean, what? Well, usually the best stories do. True. Now, what's interesting is the way that this gentleman from Guatemala tried to uh, smuggle the cocaine. He apparently put the cocaine into small pellets mm-hmm. and put the pellets into the cookies. It's going to be so annoying, though. I mean, oh, That seems very time-intensive. Exactly. It's like, ugh, shut up your ass and get over with. Also, like, how demoralizing is it that you spent, like, probably hours yeah, no making these cookies, shoving the pellets inside, and then, <laughs> you know, Fido the drug dog, just, you're, go- you're done. And, and now you're looking at seven years. <laughs> it's like I stayed up all goddamn night. Baking cookies. Cookie, baking cookies. <laughs> stuffing the pellets in the cookies. Trying to get ready. <sighs> all of it for nothing. Exactly. Mr. Guatemalan Coke dealer, our, uh, we, we tip our beverage to you. Well done. Our condolences. That had to be a crappy day. It was a unique attempt, sir. <laughs> I'm sure your days since have been much, much yeah. better. I mean, that, that, that's probably never been done before. Because who, the hell, who would ever think to do that? I wouldn't have. No. I mean, I would have just made them cocaine cookies at that point. Yeah. Just just sprinkle it in with a little bit of the sugar and, you know. So it's like, okay. To eat a cookie and don't sleep for three days. Right. So three pounds, that personal use injury you're looking to sell. At that point, if you're an actual drug dealer, you're not going through TSA. Appar- and, and not if you're a good one. No. no like, not. you get a charter plane at that point. Yeah, exactly. Although apparently they can search the charter plane. So, yeah. Well, fair enough. I guess. Supposedly. Uh, Ron White got busted that way. Oh, I heard that story. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> He's like, it's my plane. Of course I was drunk. <laughs> no, no, uh, the weed. It was the weed. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. And uh, apparently they found, like, what did, what did he say? Like, three-fourths of an ounce of marijuana. Exactly. And, his, and his response was, when I have three-fourths of an ounce of marijuana, I consider myself to be out of marijuana. In the words of the great Warren White. <laughs> uh, so next item on the list is C4 Explosives. Okay, now we're... We're up in the ante. Uh, you may wonder how someone would even think that a powerful explosive such as C4 wouldn't be detected by screeners and security agents, but a 19-year-old army private did. You said 19-year-old army private? Yeah. Oh, okay. He had 1.5 ounces of C4 hidden in a tobacco can. It is alleged that he stole it during a training course but he apparently had no intention of harming anyone, CNN expo- reports. Yeah, he probably just wanted to bring it home and blow shit up at his, on his, you know, his leisure without hurting anybody. It, it, it makes sense. At 19, that totally makes sense. Yeah, like, if you're, like, you know, it's like a young... If he'd been, like, 40, I'd be like, Ugh. Yeah, if you're, like, a young, wacky Marine, that, man, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I've, I've blown up, well... I set fire to a lot of things. Not arson. Yeah. I was just doing like big bonfires. That makes sense. I should drink. I have experienced them recently. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, and and like how much, I mean, I really don't know. Like how much damage can you really do with that much C4? Maybe a little bit. I I just. I don't know. 1.5 ounces. I mean, maybe blow up a door. Maybe. Bank vault. I got no idea. I don't know. I've, I've just I've, I've got old episodes of Batman to go off of. You're just a giant, you know, black ball bomb. Fuse on top. Exactly. He's going to end up with a riddle in the penguin later. Uh, somebody else apparently uh, attempted to do smuggle live tarantulas. Not one, not two, not ten, but two hundred. Call Sam Jackson. <laughs> Tired of these spiders on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> Dutch customs officials at Amsterdam's Schiphol. Oh, no, no, please. Let, let, let me pronounce it. I'm much better at pronouncing. Oh, wait, where is it? <laughs> it's right. 
here. You're an idiot. It's it's it's, it's shithole. Oh, yeah. right, shithole. <laughs> so at the Amsterdam Shithole Airport, <laughs> I hear it's a lovely place. Yeah, exactly. Come, come during the spring. <laughs> <laughs> Stay for the aroma. Exactly. Uh, found dozens of the crawling creatures hidden in the suitcase of a German couple on a flight from Peru. Because if you're going to smuggle... Uh, I mean, Peru has the best tarantulas. Yeah, those Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark tarantulas. Right, 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 right. The ones that are like the size of your hand. Pour out for Molina. Uh, other insects were put in plastic containers and concealed in clothes and shoes. Is it... Okay. I know I made the same Jackson joke earlier, but I literally just watched Snakes on the Plane for the first time <laughs> last night. I've still never seen it. It's... I, I gotta say, with movie... Like, I felt with, like the trailer told me everything I needed to know. Sure, and, like, there's a lot of shitty movies with dumb premises like that. But the thing is, I think a lot more have come out after that that are better at being shitty. That, like, this is, like, ugh. It's, it's not even, like, fun because it's bad. It's just, meh. It, it's, like, meshy. But regardless... But it had Sam Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, it, and it was fine. And like, most of your most of your shitty B-movies do not have Sam Jackson. Of course not. But, um... Which is, is too it, bad, really. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I think they said something like, oh, it's illegal to, like, take, like, animals from another country and, like, you know, bring them across to another country or something like that. I know I'm really not helping this uh, this conversation. But I, mean, I was just telling people how to smuggle booze really. Yeah, sure. So, but, like, okay, so I'm, I'm guessing. Not in a place to judge. I'm guessing it's illegal to do so, to bring a tarantula. <laughs> I, I was like, I didn't know tarantulas were illegal. Uh, I, I'm guessing because it's a live animal, like live animals across the board are probably illegal. So it's like, what do you what do you have to do in order to bring over 200 animals to where you want to be? Do you have to order them somewhere and like be like a, a Amazon, sell, right? Yeah, like we sell spiders on. Amazon. I mean, they come from the Amazon, so that's a goddamn good point. That's a goddamn good point, sir. <laughs> well, that was like when uh, what was the what was the guy that got strangled by the cops for selling uh, what was the excuse they used? Um, Illegal cigarettes. Oh, I don't hear Un, this. Unlicensed. It was, uh, was it Eric Gardner? No, no. This was like a few years ago. Gotcha. Uh, he got jumped by the cops. He was a heavier set guy, and he apparently like died because he was being choked out. Okay. Was it Eric Garner? Oh, it was, it was one of the top profile. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, one, okay, of the, gotcha. one of the ones that got a lot of media attention. Okay. And like the people that were like against him or were like okay with the police behavior were like, oh, well, he, he was selling unlicensed cigarettes. And I'm like, I didn't even know that was a crime. It, it, you it, can it, buy your own tobacco. It, it, it was a crime. Like, it was a crime like like in the fifties, like Goodfellas. Like I, I know they used to do that shit. I mean, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think really Garner's getting choked out nowadays. And and that was the thing is like people were responding to it like it was like well he was he was selling unlicensed cigarettes how dare he and it's like I I didn't know that was illegal. So it's not the worst of crimes, right? Like <laughs> of of the things a folk could could be doing, of yeah. a person a person could be doing, like yeah, because there's literally like a scene in the movie Goodfellas where like they're they're like selling unlicensed cigarettes to people, including the cops in that film, right? <laughs> and they were busted by like some other. Like you can buy your own tobacco and rolling paper, yeah. So if you just say like, hey, I made this, but but that's licensed, I'm guessing. It's a quarter. No, buy yeah, one. Right. I can apparently be choked out by the cops. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? We're not legal experts there, folks. No, that's no, the, we are not. The, that's the one takeaway from this show. I can I can tell you how to maybe get uh, an open <laughs> bottle of booze into the plane, but I can't guarantee you'll make it there. But let's go back or to that Lake Hebe. Right, sorry. <laughs> uh, but let's go back to the story. Tarantulas? So, yes. 200 tarantulas. 200. Now, okay, you like you like spiders. That's fine. We all have our hobby. You, Did you need 200? 
And, you know, wouldn't you be satisfied with legally finding a way to bring five or ten with you? Or at least to have them come back with you, shipped, ordered, whatever. Like, what's, why 200? So, my guess is that either, A, you're planning on selling them. Okay. Or, B, your last name is Adams. Mm, that's a good point. German Adams, yes. Gomez, Morticia. <laughs> Gohan. Gohan had their Japanese cousin. Uh, so, yeah, 200, like, unless you're planning on selling, that's that's a lot of spiders. Too many. I don't know why we, I wouldn't, I don't think I need 200 of any creature in my house. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I mean, well, like, bug enthusiasts, like, you know, if you really see these guys on YouTube, they really do have, like, pretty much, like, one of every species in, like, their, their, like, Buffalo Bill basement, essentially, where nice. it goes on for, like, acres and acres underground, and it's got nothing but, like, just, like, containers of these things. So that's, that's fine. That's comforting. Yeah, you know. We, we, we I'm all, glad to know that exists. We all, we all have our shtick. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next on the list is a World War II blasting machine. I'm not even sure what that is. Let okay, me see. A, a blasting machine? Yes. Like a, like a breaching device? Or... I think. It's some sort of gun. I'm going to have to look this up. Do you want to look up? Do you have your phone with you? I, I can. I mean, that, that, that sounds like somebody who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. It was a World War II blasting machine. What's that, dude? <laughs> well, it blasts things. Exactly. Are you? Oh, okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, All right. So, while the desire to keep World War II memorabilia is understandable, flyers should note that not every uh, souvenir can be transported by a commercial flight. Oh, yeah. In any case, a blasting machine, even a really old one, is probably not a good idea. Yeah. The fact that a person tried to sneak it on an air on a plane overshadows the news that a record number of guns were discovered by TSA officials at airport checkpoints in 2016. It doesn't tell us anything about the man. Yeah, just trying right. to smuggle on a Willie Pete, why not? Right. Oh, it's literally uh, like like a TNT plunge. Like you get like you get you get a satchel charge, you you throw it over somewhere, you uh, you wire it up, and yeah. It's it's literally like 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 a, like a TNT plunge. Oh, nice! So it's literally like you stick it down, stick it there, and push it down, and it blows. Yeah, up. Like, I'm guessing you get like wire. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, yeah. so you set up so somebody accidentally presses it down. Yeah, yeah because and you, they blow. Up. You're not you're not gonna press it on yourself. I would hope not. I mean, I mean, you, you could if you really really wanted to. If you're just tired of the war. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> so basically, like like, like the old. Uh, I'm like, done. I'm leaving. Sorry. The old TNT Acme like TNT plunge. That's exactly what it is. Oh, this is fantastic. All right, this isn't this isn't the top off of the show, but this might be my favorite one. <laughs> Marilyn Hartman, I if you get a chance to look her up, uh, she looks like a sweet old lady. That's Marilyn Hartman. Doesn't she look like she she makes like a mean cookie? She, she looks like she's of the neighborhood, but her, I have to say there is something behind her eyes. I'm very curious to see what it is. So, uh, we will start on February fifteenth, twenty fourteen. Uh, so at San Francisco International Airport, Hartman makes it through Airport Security Administration checkpoint and onto a plane bound for Hawaii, even though she doesn't have a ticket. When the person whose seat she's occupying arrives, Hartman is caught. Legal process. She's interviewed by the police and arrested and, and released. That was the 15th. February 18th. Okay. The same year, three days later. Sure. She's caught at the security gate. Interviewed at the San Francisco International Airport. So same airport. Interviewed by police, then released. She really wants to go from Hawaii. February 20th, two days later, at the San Francisco International Airport. Switch at the airport. At least try a different airport. Uh, she's found at the airport with a discarded boarding pass in her possession. Okay. This time she's arrested, 
Quartered prohibited Hartman from being at San Francisco uh, SFO unless she had a ticket. March 18th, 2014. Try to guess where. You know, I gotta say, I'm sensing a theme. Back at the San Francisco <laughs> International Airport, <laughs> police find Hartman eating at Terminal A Court Food, Food Court, about 9 a.m. in violation <laughs> of her court order banning her from being at the airport unless she had a ticket. Wait, wait, I'm, just, I'm just eating. What? I love chips. <laughs> she's, she's arrested on suspicion of violating court order and trespassing. It's a month later. Uh, March 26th. All right, all right. No, she waited a month. Oh, my God. This, she, she waited. Yeah. So, March 28th. So, that was a month. Now, it's March 26th, eight days later. Back at the San Francisco International Airport. He's like a serial killer who wants to be caught. <laughs> Police find Hartman at the baggage claim in Terminal 3, which is in violation of a court order barring her, barring her from being at the airport unless she had a ticket to fly. She is arrested again on suspicion of violating a court order and trespassing. This is, this is March 26th, 2014. August 4th, 2014. Eight days later, she did switch it up this time. I will what? I will give it to her. It's the Los Angeles International Holy Airport, shit. which she's not banned from. No. Yet. Oh. Hartman sneaks onto a plane at Manita San Jose International Airport in California and is arrested in Los Angeles. Oh, shit. She actually made the flight and got arrested in Los Angeles. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Hold on. So did she start in San Fran? And no, no. She uh, started in San Jose. Oh, in San Jose. So she got on a flight in San Jose, so not in San Fran. So she got in a different – she snuck onto a different plane. Okay. Flew to Los Angeles and got caught in Los Angeles. Oh, I didn't even leave California. Man. After arrest, Judge tells Hartman to stay away from the airport unless she has a boarding pass. What is the six or seven at this point? Oh, wait. Hold on. So uh, That sounds about right. Let me count. 15th was one. Okay. 18th was two. The 20th is three. The 18th of March is four. 26th of March is five. This is number six. Okay. Oof, and we have gone from February to August. So one two. February, March, April, May, June, July, Ooh, August. Six months, roundabout. Six months, six attempts. August 7th. Okay. Three days later. All right. Back at the Los Angeles International Airport, just a few days later, she is found at the airport again. A Los Angeles County judge then orders Hartman to serve six months in jail, but due to overcrowding uh, issues, oh no. she serves three days and is released. <laughs> That's number seven. Hold on, I'm gonna get a piece of paper out. I'm gonna so, keep. I'm gonna keep a tally here. It's, it's like uh, so much. It's like sure she's technically breaking the law because it's a court order, but it's like uh, she's not quite doing anything. So it's like yeah, let's put her in for a couple days. That we know of. That's a good point. I mean, yeah, we don't that know. face, that yeah. that Mrs. Butterworth, that Mrs. Country does, Croc sort of yeah. looking. She doesn't look like she's holding a secret. The white hair and the. Wizened face, look at her. That is the face of hardened hard criminal. Yeah. It's like looks like Martha Stewart's auntie. Pretty much. All right. So uh August 20th, we are on to number eight. Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport. So she moves states. Oh, now. okay. So Phoenix. Yeah. So now now we're now we're traveling east. Hartman attempts to pass through a security checkpoint without a ticket. <laughs> I'm guessing this is all still trying to go to Hawaii. Why is she doing this? I mean, I, I guess she just really wants to go to Hawaii. She, she's old. Mar she doesn't give a shit. Martha, we got to get you on this show. Right. Because uh, I we got I got to talk. I got to ask you. I got to oh. find out what's going on oh, here. Oh, we can find her. I would say, please let Hartman go with a warning and escort her off the premises. I guess they didn't research her other 
Oh, Indiscretion. No. Hell no. Uh, August 26th. Six days later, back at the Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport. Darling. Around 11.30 a.m., airport securities recognize her, who has been loitering in a non-secure baggage claim of Terminal 4 without a ticket. She's charged with criminal trespassing, and police also request a mental health evaluation. Okay, so they probably did some research. I'm like, wait, how many times has this lady done this? Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, so that was August 26th. So she lays low for a while. Next next one doesn't pop up until the 28th of November. Whoa. So she waits till after Thanksgiving. Uh, passes Black Friday, probably has some shopping to do. Yeah, Minneapolis-St. Minneapolis Paul International Airport. So she traveled north this time. Huh. Har oh, man. My. Okay. This time, uh, we're on to number nine, mind you. Lord, lady. Hartman contacted the airport police, claiming her purse had been stolen while she was in a woman's restroom at the international airport. Okay. The report says Hartman was homeless at the time and was at the airport because she was bored and looking for a place to read that the library she usually went to was closed. Airport police made a report of the missing purse and issued Hartman a trespass warning. The written trespass warning prohibited Hartman from entering airport property for a year unless she had a ticket or other valid reason for being there. Fast forward January 9th, 2015. So we've now gone through the holidays. Mm -hmm. uh, we are in a new year. Okay. Same airport. Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport. Uh, officers are dispatched to the Minneapolis airport after TSA officers report a woman attempting to go through the security without a boarding pass. TSA alerts officers the woman is sleeping in chairs with a black jacket covering her. Please find the woman and identify IRS Hartman. Hartman tells officers, according to the report, that she's homeless and needed a warm place to sleep. How did she get to Minneapolis? Uh, I mean... <laughs> All right, so she was trespassed from the airport, which I'm not sure. I didn't know trespass could be used in that context. Trespassed. Huh. Interesting. So she was okay. Police confirmed she is on the do not trespass list. Police ask Hartman why she attempted to get through security. Uh, Hartman says she thought she would be more comfortable to sleep on the secured side. Hartman is then handcuffed and taken to county jail. Hmm. On attempt ten, now we're on because we're we're in January. Lord. New year, got to hit a round number. All right. Hartman is charged with a misdemeanor trespassing, taken to county jail, and released three days later. Uh, it's, it's, okay, and do we know for sure that she's trying to get on a Hawaiian flight, or is she just trying to get anywhere? I just don't think she's trying to go to Hawaii anymore. Was that just the first time? I, that was the first, like, five times was, was Hawaii. We're on, we're on number ten. It's, gotcha. it's, it's, it's a new her. New year, new Hartman. New place. Uh, February 8th, day before my birthday, 2015. Uh, Hartman claimed to have boarded a plane on in Minnesota without a ticket and flew to... J oh, we're in Jacksonville. So we're Whoa. in Florida. <laughs> she boarded a ticket without a plane. How How do you board a ticket without a plane? I have never been able to... Like, I would have... Post 9-11, it sounds kind of hard. Yeah. Okay, so she claimed that she flew without a ticket to Jacksonville in Florida, where she took a shuttle to the Omni Amelia Island Plantation and checked in under another guest's name. So not only is she committing fraud at the airport, she's also doing so at the hotels. Oh, Christ, Security finds her the next day. So now she went from she's gone from California to Phoenix to, to Minneapolis, and now we're in yeah, Jacksonville, and this is number eleven. Mm -hmm. This is fan freaking tastic. Hartman is charged with fraud by impersonation, defrauding an innkeeper, and trespassing. Oh, oh, she's getting fancy now. 
Oh. April 24th. So a two months. Okay. Two months after that. The O'Hare International Airport. Which that's Chicago, correct? I actually don't know. I think O'Hare is Chicago. Okay. Uh, she is arrested for loitering in a restricted area inside the international terminal. She is charged with criminal trespassing on state land. She pleads guilty and is sentenced to a year of court supervision, according to court records. Yeah, gotta say, she's definitely gone off lightly. <laughs> right. Especially for this being her repeat, 11th... A repeat offender. <laughs> very much repeated event. Okay, so now we're a week later, May 3rd, mm-hmm. 2015, Midway Airport. I don't know where that is. Midway. This is also in Chicago. Okay. okay so she's still in Chicago. Uh, officers, uh, the TSA notified Chicago police that a woman without a ticket is loitering near a checkpoint. So what is loitering like... She's hovering around, but not going through. Possibly. So she's like at the secondary, I'm guessing this is the secondary Chicago place. Uh, Charged with misdemeanor criminal trespass to state-supported land. A minor charge that usually allows someone to be released quickly. When officers discover that she had done the same thing at O'Hare the previous month, they charge her with violating the terms of her bond and book her at Cook County Jail. She's held on $2,500 bail, which I'm sure she doesn't have. Mm. Well, she claims to be homeless. We actually don't know if she is. Point. A few days later, Judge William B. Rains under orders Hartman to undergo a behavioral clinical exam while in jail to see if she's fit to stand trial. He also orders her to stay away from airports. If you violate that, I'm locking you up. Rains warns. Is this number 12? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're on to 12. So, yeah. And we're on May 3rd, 2015. Her reign of terror has gone nearly a, oh, over a year because it started in February. Yeah, this is just year. over a year. Uh, wait. That was midway back at the Midway Airport a month later, June third, July third, two months later. She waited. She's 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 developing restraint. Very proud of you. Martha is her name Martha? I gotta go back up. Is this like No, I think we're calling her Martha because of Martha Stewart. I think it was Marilyn. Marilyn. Okay. Marilyn. Alright. So back to This is to be like a This is is, is, is it a thrill you get? But it's like... Uh, well, I guess if I wasn't getting punished severely for it, I I might keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like a couple days in jail is really all, she, all she's been slapped with so far. I mean, she looks like a sweet lady. Yeah. Uh, So July 3rd, just, just before the 4th of July, maybe she had, like, a big cookout to get to. Oh, yeah. Uh, back at Midway Airport, day after being released... Day after being released from the Cook County Jail, uh, t- and telling reporters she felt free as a bird... She was done with stowaway attempts. Oh, because the reporters apparently interviewed her as she left the airport, uh, left jail, because That's this funny. this story had gained traction. <laughs> Hartman boards a plane. Oh, boards a plane with a valid ticket, but is escorted off after causing a disturbance. Oh, for oh, she is charged with mean, misdemeanor reckless conduct. Wonder what the disturbance was. I mean, maybe she started talking shit, like you know, like back talking or like just yelling in general. Hmm. July 4th, the next day, oh O'Hare, the day after the Midway incident, Hartman is detained by airport police after trying to get through security without a t- ticket. God. She, okay, hold on. This is 13, four, 14. 14. Yeah. 14. Uh, she is charged with criminal trespassing and violation. She is released on probation to a Chicago nursing home in December 2015 and ordered to avoid airports and Union, union Station. That is July 4th, 2015, and she's sent to a nursing home. Interesting. Hmm. February 17th, 2016. Two years later. Now, now, we're, now we're into the second year of, of gotcha. this, these shenanigans. O'Hare International Airport. 
at 2.30 p.m., Hartman is found on a shuttle bus center at the shuttle bus center in violation of the judge's orders. This time, oh, okay, this is where it starts getting serious. And this is number 15, mind you. 15. Oh, my gosh. All right. She's getting so goddamn exhausting listening to <laughs> 15 times. Lady, what are you doing? 15 times. How and old? like, so sorry, but only how, like four judges. How old is she? It doesn't say. I mean, like, she has white If she's hair. old enough to go to a nursing home, I would guess 70s. Yeah, or 60s. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't look quite 60 70. seems like a bit young for... Unless, unless maybe, they, I don't know, unless they're able to, like, diagnose she has dementia or some shit. Possibly. It, it starts getting more serious, though. She is charged with felony probation, yeah. violation, and misdemeanor criminal trespass. She is ordered, held on a $100,000 bail yeah. and given a separate $50,000 bail for violating probation. After Hartman pleads guilty to the charges on March 3rd of 2016, uh, Judge William Raines, oh boy. <laughs> who is waiting for her, yep. orders that she must not leave the premises of Margaret Manor Central, a mental health facility on the nearer north side, and she has been where she has been staying for six months unless she has a medical appointment. In addition, she must undergo mental health treatment. He also orders her not to appear at airports, train stations, or bus stations, and Ooh. sends her to two years of mental health probation. If she violates any terms of her sentence, she could receive jail time and a $2,500 fine per probation. Reigns adds, the only thing left for you, Miss Hartman, is Cook County Jail. <laughs> Everybody has pretty much had it with you. You know you're on TV all the time, and I, and I believe that's really what you want. Maybe. Maybe she just, yeah, maybe it was the, because, I mean, obviously she, it looks, so there's, there's numerous interviews on each one of these. There's different okay. videos you can watch. So this is number 16. All right. Do you want me to keep going? Do you know how many more there are? Like, are, are we halfway done? At We're almost done. Okay. We're pretty close to There's three more than five. Because she, All right. She, she's, getting, she's getting irritating. <laughs> All right. So, uh, that was February 17th of 2016. This is January 14th of 2018. So now we're, we're jumping ahead two years. Okay. At about 2 p.m., Hartman makes it past two TSA officers by hiding her face with her hair, then tries to unsuccessfully board a plane to Connecticut. She then boards a shuttle bus to the International Terminal and sleeps there overnight before sneaking on a, onto a plane flying to London. Ooh. She sits in an empty seat and flies to London's Heathrow Airport. She flew overseas by sneaking onto a plane. TSA, what are you doing? Ah, uh, you know. This is number 17, mind you. Ugh. Like, they should just know her by name at that point. Like, hey, Marilyn, what you doing back? What's going on? Right. So she's now in London without a without a flight pass. Uh, when she shows her documents to a custom agent, she's identified as someone who entered the U UK without proper documentation. Because yeah. I'm sure she didn't have a passport. Of course not. She's flown back to O'Hare, and Chicago police are waiting for her when she arrives. She later admits to boarding the London flight without a ticket. Ooh. Hartman is charged with a felony theft in connection with flying to the UK on British Airways jet with a $2,400 plane ticket and a misdemeanor trespass charge in connection with getting into the airport illegally. Hmm. In a court hearing, Hartman is ordered to wear an ankle monitor until the conclusion of the case, but that order is overturned a few days later. That's weird. She's also banned from O'Hare and ordered to undergo a psychiatric evaluation. Right. 
Two weeks late. What were the test results from all these other evaluations? That, I, I would like to see a printout of this. It, it's just like, okay, obviously, they're, they're, she's not changing her ways. She's, she's been ordered to undergo a lot of evaluations up to this point. What was your analysis on this thing? Right. Like, what was the... Okay, so this is this is number 19, and we're almost God. at the end. Oh, okay. Back at O'Hare, uh, police fall to a... Con call for a disturbance in which a woman was refusing to leave the airport. You would think, like, if they, somebody asked you to leave, like, you would you would hightail it out of there at this point. Yeah. Hartman is arrested, charged with criminal trespassing, uh, prosecutor's request, uh, request her to evaluate her sanity, mental fitness to stand trial on felony theft charges. No, I don't. Hartman protests loudly, shaking her head when her lawyer says wait, wait, Hartman hold on, hold on. has a family. Oh, wait, hold on. What'd she say? No, I don't. No, do. I don't. In response to uh, the lawyer saying that Hartman has a family in answer to a question from Judge Adam Bourgeois Jr. Okay. When Bourgeois asks if Hartman is under the care of a medical professional, her attorney uh, begins to say no, but Hartman, dressed in jail uniform with an oversized jacket, again interrupts, crying out, yes. What the? F She's just a contrarian asshole. She's, oh, my God. All right, so here's number 20. Oh, God, lady. This is the end of the list. Uh, police observe, observe Hartman. This is now October 19, uh, 11th, 2019. So this was like seven months ago. Okay. Uh, police observe Hartman trying to board the sec, uh, trying to pass the second of two security checkpoints. When TSA asks her for documentation, she says she didn't need it and walked away. The incident occurs seven months after she was sentenced to 18 months of probation after pleading guilty to felony trespassing. Uh, Hartman is taken into custody and faces felony trespassing charge for the latest incident. She's ordered held without bail. And this is this is this past October. Uh, I suspect that she will be back at it again. I don't think she's done. Yeah, it's like at what point do you stop having sympathy? Because for me, it was it was kind of early on. And we must have miscounted because this thing that she tried 21 different times. So we missed a time. Eh, yeah. Or that is your basement report on it. Or maybe we did miss it. But it's like, okay. I'm if it's if it's actually like like a mental disorder she has, you think they would have picked up upon it and have diagnosed it upon one of the earlier evaluations. I'm assuming, like, well, also, just what mental, mental mental disorder makes you specifically want to specifically? Yeah, like, yeah, that's that's really, like, it's like almost like an obsession at that, at that point. Like wanting 200 tarantulas at home. Yeah, like I mean, that, that makes a lot more sense than <laughs> just wanting just the just the thrill of trying to sneak on airplanes. Oh, that's that's so irritating. Like I'm just happy if my booze makes it through. Exactly. So that was leading up to the the creme de la creme. Of crazy stories. Okay. Now, this one won't be quite as long and drawn out. Essentially, uh, at the Paducah Airport, um, or the Barkley Regional Airport in Paducah, Kentucky, this is back in 1991. All right. Uh, this this man walks onto the tarmac and asks, or he walks on into the airport and asks one of the um, people working there if he can get a ride on the plane. Uh, the person said he couldn't help him. The man offered to give his jacket for a ride. Uh, he was still refused. Um, it appeared that the man was desperate to get on the flight. Okay. However, he didn't appear to be under the influence of drugs, of drugs or alcohol. He seemed to be completely normal. 
Uh, now the guy, the guy's name uh, who was working at the airport, the airport worker's name was Wes Weaver. 30 minutes later, Wes is driving along uh, the road near the airfield when, she, when he saw the man again. He watched as the man hopped a fence and ran toward the runway. Mm-hmm. Two other witnesses saw him run across the runway until he reached a plane that was preparing for takeoff. Northwest Flight 2940 and route to Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, the, so the plane takes off. <laughs> oh, no. And the guy runs up and jumps onto the wing of the plane. Sure. And holds on. Is that is it possible from, like, a... I'm not sure how he did it because he held on long enough for the plane to take off. And make it airborne. I think they say it was clear that he jumped, held onto its wing for several minutes. And again, I, like I don't, I've never seen anything on a wing to hold onto. Like there's not like there's handholds on there. It's like if it's like 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 a personal like jet or whatever. Yeah, this is like sounds... a charter plane. Okay, okay, never mind then. But still, like at something that's moving like 200 miles an hour. Yeah. Wind force. The fact that he held on it like for any length of time, especially several minutes, is pretty impressive. Suck it, Tom Cruise. And then fell. Yeah, I figured that was the conclusion of the story. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, what's crazy? What's interesting is when I looked this up in researching for this. I assumed this was going to be the only story like this. This is back in 1991. I remember seeing it on a TV show back in the 90s. So I wanted to talk about it a little bit today. And apparently another guy tried doing it in Nigeria last year. See, whenever I I, uh, mention Nigeria in some comedic or strange way, I just keep thinking of old uh, emails that we used to get from Nigerian princes. What do you mean old? Still happens. (laughs) I still haven't gotten my money. Gotcha. Two million dollars. <laughs> I helped him out. Where's my cash? Uh, let's see. This guy ran to the aircraft with a bag. Was heading down the runway. Pilot slowed down. Turned off the plane engine as a safety measure. Okay, so this one didn't end the same way. The the pilot saw the guy coming and turned off the engine. So this guy didn't go plummeting to his death. Okay. But the the weird thing was is with the guy back in the nineties, like no one knew why he did it. It was one of these, like, who was this guy? What was he what he was trying to get to that was so mm-hmm. important? Right. And and did he really think he was just going to hold on for the whole flight? Yeah, okay, so where was he? Okay, here's This was in Paducah, Kentucky, which I don't know where that is. So, so basically Kentucky to Tennessee. Yeah, so I would assume like a two-hour flight. So, nah, like an hour. Okay, well, yeah, like, well, let, let's even be liberal and say two hours. Mm-hmm. In his mind, I could fucking hold on for two hours. Because, you know, it, you're not going from, you know, Atlanta to L.A., so, you know. That's true. So, yeah. So, even if it is best case scenario. Maybe you thought you just hold on for that long, not realizing what the actual wind force was going to yeah, be on that. I can believe somebody would be that stupid. Yeah, uh, this is true. And we didn't have Google back then, so we couldn't look it up beforehand. Yeah. Huh, so there you go. Those are the uh, strangest um, stories of people sneaking onto or trying to sneak something onto a flight. Uh, if you've got any that you want to share with us, uh, feel free to write in or leave it in the comments section. Um, do you have any parting words? All I have to say is, it is indeed a strange, strange world. Yes, it is. Thank you for tuning in.